morning. I'm sharing a part of a message that Charles Spurgeon preached in 1855, and he was going through uh, a whole uh, sermon on election, which, you know, calling, predestined, elected, called. And there's one part of it that I uh, picked out that uh, I would share because part of election says he, it should produce good results. So he says, He hath from the beginning chosen you unto sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. So he's quoting from the Scripture. And then he says, How many men mistake the doctrine of election altogether? And how my soul burns and boils at the recollection of the terrible evils that have accrued from the spoiling and the resting of that glorious portion of God's glorious truth. How many are there who have said to themselves, I am elect and have sat down in sloth, and worse than that. And they have said, I am the elect of God, and with both hands they have done wickedness. They have swiftly run to every unclean thing because they have said, I am the chosen child of God, irrespective of my works. Therefore, I may live, a, live as I wish and do what I like. I tell you, there have been thousands of men who have been ruined by misunderstanding election, who have said, God has elected me to heaven and to eternal life, but they have forgotten that it is written, God has elected them through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. This is God's election, election to sanctification and faith. God chooses his people to be holy and to be believers. How many of you here then are believers? How many of my congregation can put their hands upon their hearts and say, I trust in God that I am sanctified? Is there one of you who says, I am elect? I remind you that you swore last week. One of you says, I trust I am elect, but I jog your memory about some vicious act that you committed during the last six days. Another of you says, I am elect, but I would look you in the face and say, elect, thou art a most cursed hypocrite, and that is all thou art. Others would say, I am elect, but I would remind them that they neglect the mercy seat and do not pray. Oh, beloved, never think you are elect unless you are holy. You may come to Christ as a sinner, but you may not come to Christ as an elect person until you can see your holiness. Do not misconstrue what I say. Do not say, I am elect, and yet think you can be living in sin. That is impossible. The elect of God are holy. They are not pure. They are not perfect. They are not spotless. But taking their life as a whole, they are holy persons. They are marked and distinct from others. And no man has a right to conclude himself elect except in his holiness. He may be elect and yet lying in darkness, but he has no right to believe it. No one can see it. There is no evidence of it. The man may live one day, but he is dead at present. 
if you are walking in the fear of God, trying to please him and to obey his commandments, doubt not that your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life from before the foundation of the world. And I I read that because, you know, you don't hear about living holy these days and, and what does that mean and how has the standard, like we talked about, how how has the standard of holiness changed in 175 years from when he was preaching it or uh, just about the same time when George Whitfield was preaching and revival broke out in the U.S. and in England? What is holiness to us? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we need to come to grips with it. And I know this, that that to be there takes a lot of encouragement, exhortation, being in prayer, being in the Word, uh, being in fellowship. And so we just ask the Lord, Lord, that you teach us to be holy. Bring us to that place where we would not grieve your spirit, but we would be pleasing in your sight. Lord, we thank you for bringing us together and thank you for the word that is preached here that we might be encouraged and exhorted to be fulfilling the the calling that you've put on us. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.